0: Alright folks, before we jump into tonight's episode, I just want to take a moment to thank our sponsor for the evening and that is Stamps.com. Since 1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly one million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the US Postal Service and UPS shipping right to your computer. Whether you're in office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop or a full blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. No special supplies or equipment within minutes. You're up and running printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. And you'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. No traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping. With Stamp.com's new Rate Advisor tool you can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com, there's no risk. And with our promo code, POD, that's P-O-D, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts, just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in P-O-D, that's POD, Stamps.com, promo code POD, Stamps.com, never go to the post office again, and away we go. What's going on, folks? How's everybody doing tonight? And welcome into another episode of America's Hometown Horror. My name is Mike, and by now you know that I am the host of the show. But you also know at this point that I am not alone, and I'm usually joined by my esteemed colleagues. And I happen to be joined by those same same esteemed motherfuckers in the studio tonight. I am so esteemed. Absolutely. You've heard one. There's Kat. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Doing good. Doing good. And also we're joined by Andrew. What's up, buddy?
2: Hey, guys. How
0: we (laughs) doing? How we doing? Hey, everybody. (laughs) We're also joined by Otis at the Spooky Hound Dog, who is uh, hanging out in the studio, just chewing away on one of his bones like a good old boy. Uh, Before we get into tonight's festivities, first and foremost, I just want to send out a thank you to anyone that is listening now, has listened in the past, and also specifically listened to us uh, during October, which was the Halloween season. Obviously, the biggest time of the year for us, but with that being said, we are around year round and constantly working to bring more content to you guys. Uh, But a big thank you to anyone that has supported us throughout the Halloween season. And it's just, you know, almost two years into this thing, you guys.
1: I know. December
0: will be two years, and it still amazes me that we have people that not only listen to us, but, you know, give us awesome feedback, comment on our social media posts. It really is just uh, beyond flattering, and we are here to stay. We want to keep doing this for a long time to come, and uh, I would be remiss if I did not take a moment to thank the guests that we had had on in October, excuse me, Uh, starting first and foremost with Mary Barrett Costello, the owner of Barrett's Haunted Mansion. We got a lot of good feedback on that episode, Uh, and also Alexandra from Halloween New England. Thank you to uh, both of them for coming on the show uh, and talking about a bunch of horror-related stuff. We would be nothing without our guests so don't forget about Tony. Hey hey, Tony. That's right. We had Tony as well. I can't forget Tony. I feel like I, I talked to him so much I, I forgot about him and I feel like a jerk. So Tony, thank you as always for coming don't on. Don't worry, Tony. I didn't forget about Talking Tony. <laughs> about gateway horror. We we always have such awesome guests and you know, I will get down off my soapbox. I don't know if you guys want to say anything at that point.
2: Uh thank you. Very very <laughs> much. We appreciate it. Yes, thank you
1: very much. If you much. can
2: get through an entire podcast of listening to us, Talk about whatever it is we're talking about, then you are a, a, a certain saint. type of well, person. Well, and
1: it's a fun saint. to mix it up with guests, too, so you're not just listening to well, us like, all yeah, the time. Yeah, exactly. I mean. <laughs> of, course.
0: of course. Well, you know, uh, so with that being said, as we transition into our usual stuff for the podcast, um, guys, we had a chance to visit uh, another haunted attraction last week, and that is uh, Fear Town in Seaconk, Massachusetts. Uh, we went last Thursday, which uh, was directly after this huge hurricane we had uh, here in New England. The nor'easter. The nor'easter. A lot of people uh, lost power. A lot of trees were knocked down. A lot of things were affected. Uh, so we actually went uh, a night or two after that storm. I think. I think it was the right? night yeah, after. The night after. We went Thursday. Because we yeah. didn't
1: know if they would have power when we were on our way there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And we we did go. They did have power. They were open. We uh, we stopped uh, beforehand. At an awesome bar and restaurant in Seacock called the Dublin Rose, and had an awesome meal and a couple of uh, really fun fall drinks. Or at least you guys did, because I volunteered to be the uh, yeah, that was good stuff, right? So good. I volunteered to be the designated driver, so I had a a very nicely poured Guinness and then cut myself off for the evening. But uh, you didn't, you didn't want to pull a Henry Ruggs. I did not want to pull a Henry Ruggs. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes! What a tragedy all around that fucking story is. But uh, I digress. Yeah, so after that, we uh, popped on over to Town in Seekonk, which is the, the first time I had ever been to this haunted attraction before. Same for you guys, correct? Yep. Yes. It was a very different experience than going to Barrett's, uh, which we go to pretty much every year. But, you know, anyone that runs their own haunted attraction, there's a lot of work that's put into it. And they do give you a, a good amount of stuff that they offer. It's three different uh, all-outdoor walk-through haunted, you know, haunted mazes, uh, houses, whatever you will. Uh, one of them is uh, based on a circus. I forget, Mister. I, f- I forget the exact name. Mister. Fingers. I don't want to. I don't want to mess it up. It was uh, Doctor Snazzers or Mister Snazzers yeah. haunted yeah. circus Snauzers. or yep, something like yep. that. Then there was one that was called Zombie Energy, which was a zombie-themed one that were. It's energy actually drinks. kind of a cool idea where if you, uh, you know, you, there was a, an energy drink that came out that uh, turned the masses into zombies, and then there was a final one that was uh, what was that one themed to? It, uh, it was called the Prey. That's right, the prey. They could name that mo- that
2: drink Monster
0: Energy. Monster Energy. No, I know, it's kind of <gasps> oh a knockoff of that. Wait a minute. Um, so, uh, yeah, all, all of them, we had a fun time walking through. Um, there were nice. not a lot of people there, uh, attendees or actors. That would be my biggest criticism is that sometimes walking through these attractions, it was a little tough to find.
1: But I think. A little also, tough to find
0: actors. I think the storm probably affected that a little bit. I
1: think though. it was a lot of the storm because I feel like. Mm. And we went on a Thursday. Normally on the weekends, people, like, the attractions are way more hyped up because people are more likely to go on the weekends than on a Thursday. Yeah. And it was right after, like we said, like the Nor'easter.
0: Yeah, for sure. But so. I, I, I thought I thought for us, you know, having to travel almost an hour to get there it would be a good opportunity to go there on a school night, not get, to, you know, too many crowds, which we were in and out of there very quickly. Like um, an hour. Everything moved fast. There were barely any lines. But yeah, they give you, you know, for the general admission ticket, you get three haunted attractions. There's another one that's an upcharge. Uh, they have a bunch of other things that you can buy tokens for, like games. They have a monster midway. So obviously it's, uh, it's, it's closed for the season now, I believe, at this point. Um, I don't want to completely judge my experience at Feartown based on my one night there after no, a storm. Um, it did leave a little bit to be desired, I will say. Um, but this is something that I would give another chance at some point. In Andrew the
1: future. did get scared once by that one. guy. Andrew
0: did get scared <laughs> once. I completely forgot about
2: that, yep. and I'm good, glad that was a good jump scare.
1: Yep. Yeah, good <laughs> jump scare. he he, he yeah. got his <laughs> moment
2: of the night.
0: Yeah. guys, any uh, any thoughts on Fear Town?
1: I I think it was a different approach. I mean, it's it's completely different from we'll say Barretts, yeah. where Barretts is a, a different type house, of local
0: haunt. Totally different,
1: yeah. yeah. Totally different type of local haunt. Um, and it was you know all outside. There wasn't anything inside at all um and they had different more like games and stuff which reminded me of like um spooky world a little bit which is woods where they kind of have those like extra little things you can do in addition to the haunted houses yeah
0: a lot of the outdoor places have that now that have the space for it like i know spooky world is built is built now off of mel's funway park uh in new hampshire and this is also built off the Seaconk speedway Speedway, so they have a lot of a lot of land there um so yeah i mean hey if uh, if you're local to that area, or if you want to experience a haunt, uh, I would I would recommend not going the night after a storm and checking out uh, Fear Town in Seekonk, Massachusetts. I other than getting scared once. Good job, You got me. Whoever
2: that person was, you, know, <laughs> you got me. Yep. And someone else got me too. I think I got scared twice, I think you did actually, too, yeah. slightly. Yeah. Other than that. Wouldn't waste your time. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. And leave it at that. That's all I got.
1: I liked the whole maze concept that they had, though. Like, I mean, going through the different, but at some points you didn't know where you were supposed to go because there were such big gaps to leave for the actors. Yeah, yeah. Go that, that was that the other
0: that, way. That was that was kind of tough too. It was a little a little difficult to see where you were going. It was which, kind of dark can, too. Which can be a good thing. It was very dark. Which is fine, but maybe put some lights in the ground or something because there was like roots sticking out and like I almost tripped. Like well, that's so that's you, why you you do yeah you do have to sign a waiver. I get the waiver and time. I don't care, but like.
2: I would prefer not to trip while I'm walking through. They, they
0: did have some cool set pieces, but I feel like they were pretty spread the, uh, out. So the, the one that cool I remember stuff. that was good was the... The it was dinosaur the, it thing,
2: was, right? Those were kind of cool too, but the um, the glutton basically from uh,
0: yeah, right out of seven. Uh, se- right out of that seven. That was pretty cool. And they had one of the actors underneath that
2: bed wearing oh, a that rabbit mask. Yes. That, 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 that was a good That was a good. The other one that was really good was that first room you walked in for the zombie energy, and it was like three beer pong tables with like six cans <laughs> on them. That was my favorite room. Yeah, that was a little tough. That was that a little was, tough.
0: Like, but again, I don't want to pass judgment on uh, one round through. Um, I'm sure they work really hard to make that event go off seamless of every course, year. Yeah. So. Hey, I would not. I would. I would recommend checking out Fear Town if uh, if you want to check it out. Go for it. So, uh, with that being said, I know that we probably have all watched a few things over the last week. I know, Cat, you and I, uh, we finished as of this recording last evening. We finally finished uh, the first half of American Horror Story season ten, which is subtitled Red Tide. So good. Yeah, uh, I would say it was good, not great. Um, the and, ending
1: was a little uh, bit left God, to be desired. But you always you very you're very end oriented. I like the whole do, journey yeah. through the like, journey's the good,
0: ends. but the end kind of matters. And I'll tell you, with this one, Jesus, even in a shortened season, uh, in a shortened season with ringtones on, does American Horror Story really know how to fuck up an ending still. Holy Jesus. uh, it was The ending left a lot to be desired, but it was pretty cool throughout most of it. I actually really liked it. Um,
1: I liked it, too, because it took place in P-Town, and you recognize? Yeah, so many places. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Almost
0: the whole thing was filmed in P-Town, and it's not like they use p-town as like this generic setting they lean heavily into oh, yeah. cape cod and p-town mythology and it's really cool and if like you're, uh,
1: sarah paulson goes to race point beach yeah like, oh I my mean god they name, everything. they name places it's
0: awesome um several important scenes in this show take place in the muse restaurant yep which they change the spelling of the, the title for it but it's filmed. you can tell in the restaurant where you and i have eaten Several times, which I love.
1: I love that restaurant. I love
0: that restaurant too. But yeah, they change. So it's called in real life the Muse M E W S, and they change it to the Muse M U S E in this. But it was good. You know, it's a lot of the same actors, just like every other season of American Horror Story. We still have another half to go, which is about aliens. Which I'm I'm psyched to watch that. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I can't wait to watch aliens. I love it. <laughs> okay. I also can't wait for Ghostbusters to come out. No, oh, I know that's oh, gonna know, be yeah. that's gonna
0: be good too. Um, Coming soon. So yeah, I, I would um, I would recommend checking out Red Tide, and I think you liked it probably a little bit more than I did. I didn't hate it, but I just thought the I liked Didn't stick to landing. Roll Tide, baby! Roll Tide. It was an interesting, <laughs> interesting concept. Uh, an interesting take on vampires, which it's no spoiler to say that because it's in the marketing and the vo- the photos for it. Like when you click on it on Hulu or wherever you watch it, like that's in the that's in the promotion. No. Um, very very heavy handed metaphor for the opioid epidemic and drug use. Oh, huge, yeah. is uh, rampant on, on Cape, Cape Cod, Cod, which is yeah, it's a real issue down there, especially and they they choose to focus a lot on not choose to focus on. It's about residents that stay in P town and the upper Cape during the Cape, winter, yeah. Uh, you know, during the winter when, nope, when everybody else leaves, which was a, a cool angle yeah. to lean into. And you know what actually one of my favorite parts about it was? What? I was blown away. I really, really liked Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. I actually thought he was pretty good. He played a likable character. I, didn't, I thought it was total stunt casting when I heard that he was going to be in it. You,
1: yeah, you hated him when you were first like, oh, here comes Macaulay oh, Culkin. He,
0: he, he looks like he's part of the opioid epidemic on the Cape.
1: And I, I, I confused him with Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> Let's be nice. <laughs> Let's be nice. I <laughs> mean, I,
0: he's he he probably had a tough go of it being a child actor. It seems like he's really turned his life around. And it was actually good to see him, you know, in a role where he got a chance to do some things. I, oh, I, I liked him in it. I thought he was good. He was good. Evan Peters is good in everything that he I does in American Peters. Horror Story.
1: Uh, and the main guy that, I forget his name. Uh, Finn hair. Finn
0: Witchrock, who was the main character. He he was great. Lily Robb, who plays his wife, was really yeah. good. Mm, broccoli Robb. Um, Sarah Paulson was great as the, the meth head that's kind of hanging out with she Macaulay was, Culkin. She was
1: great in the fact that I, I hated her character, but mm. I was supposed to hate her character.
0: Yeah, that's like, true. That's, that's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Francis Conroy, who played Belle Noir. But, yes. Oh, she was, she good. was really as, good. As she always is in American Horror Story. So uh, yeah, I would I would recommend.
1: Not it.
0: not a dud. Not a dud. I would recommend checking it out. I thought it was probably one of the stronger seasons over the last several that they've done. Yeah. Um, 1984 was pretty good. But yeah, check it out for sure. And then we, uh, you know, the night before Halloween, we uh, did a cat double feature of uh, movies that she wanted to Scream watch: and Scream the Ring. and the Ring back to back, which made That's you great. extremely happy.
1: Oh, I was so happy. First
0: I time I had seen movies. the Ring in quite a while. It's and scary. I, uh, it, it's a scary movie, for sure. I also forgot, like, how not slow, but it's just not... It, it's definitely a slower burn of a movie mm-hmm. than I remembered it being. I probably haven't seen it in several years. That's so good. You know what we should do, like,
2: once a month is we all pick a double feature. Oh, I it. like that And then we idea. can talk about it on the podcast for, like, 10 minutes max about the double feature, like just movies that we probably should talk pair together. About. Yeah. Not even have to pair together. Like I would do like Phantasm and uh, Candyman, and then you would be so yeah. pissed. And I'd be like, but for five like, hours, your you're going to be miserable. Yep. <laughs> yeah. but no, Andrew, you, uh, you watched
0: anything good over the last uh, week or so since we
2: <clears throat> recorded uh, part it? I haven't really watched anything new. I mean, I watched, I, rent, I broke down and rented, uh, actually, I bought. On Prime Video,
0: Creepshow—the first one. Oh, that's right. That was, you were telling me that. that so that's good. a good it was one. Like
2: seven ninety nine. I was like, I always want to watch that do. movie, and it's never available. Good, good, good movie to own.
0: And and you've been you've been binging the Creepshow TV yep, series. I'm on to season
2: three, so I gotta like I do everything when I binge. It's like a one night binge, and then I have to like really force myself to do it again. To yeah. Because then I have to like actually pay attention and like try and watch it. It's hard sometimes when it's dark out at seven o'clock and you just want to go to bed. Yeah. But <clears throat> I haven't watched anything else other than that. But Talk to me about Creepshow. I mean, about we, co- we covered it on the, on the, the podcast a while back. No, we,
0: we did cover that. We did yeah. cover that. But I'm yeah, saying, but I mean, just overall thoughts watching it again. What do you think? Um,
2: it's awesome. An, all, an all-timer. Uh, all-timer. And if I was ever gonna, if I was ever going to get a sleeve tattoo, sleeve, I would Oof. get a Creepshow themed sleeve because you could make that. You could have like Ted Danson's head.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Under, under you a, could have a sand Fluffy ocean. in the crate You could have Fluffy in the crate Just the eyes Just mm-hmm. the eyes You could the have the, the Creep yep. Obviously yep. You can have Bedelia you bitch Bedelia you bitch Where's, <laughs> Where's my cake? cake It's Father's Day Um yeah, great movie. The one with the... the, the, the They're the, creeping up on you with the insects. That one's weird, too. The yeah. only one I don't really like is the one with Stephen King. In it oh, yeah, He plays yeah, the yeah, bozo. Yeah. Like, he's just making... It's like it's, yeah. like... it's basically Stephen King being a pretentious asshole that he is. Or, or
0: being a, a Maine hick, which is essentially yeah. like, you know, a backwoods, like, nor, nor, North Mainer. But... Um, he's just ridiculing them, though. It's rude. Yeah. Also, it's funny to see... <laughs> Like in the wraparound segment, Tom Atkins of uh, *Halloween 3: mm-hmm. Season of the Witch* fame, playing uh, the dickhead dad, yep. and then the kid that actually his his son is Stephen King's son in real life, Joe Hill. Yeah, Joe Hill, and then stabs him with the voodoo doll at the end. And also, you get a little cameo from Tom Savini as one of the garbage men. Yep, yep, that's true too. Remember uh, that? Early 80s. Yeah, yeah. So some good um, stuff.
2: Good it's stuff. Pretty awesome. And I also think I may be mistaken, and I'm probably wrong, but the wife. She maybe just looks like her. The wife in the uh, the crate. That's fluffy. Uh Adrian Barbeau. Adrian Barbeau. She wouldn't perhaps be the weird um, school teacher in Billy Madison, would she? That eats glue. Don't believe that eats glue? So, I, don't I don't believe it. Yeah, so I read, Like she's like the preschool or like the first or second grade teacher in Billy Madison the and puppy? she's like the puppy. And then, like, <laughs> and then she's like and then she's just like eating glue. Like or no, she's like
0: painting her face. she's up. painting her face. Yeah, no, I don't think that's her. It looks like her. The she puppy she's, who she's, lost <laughs> his way. Yeah. get off up your get up off your fat ass and you find that fucking dog. Um, now, she's famous for being in Carpenter stuff like she was in The Fog. She's oh, been in okay. a number of horror movies in the well. 80s. So she, and she was actually was in season 1 of Creep Show. <laughs> she was in the very first segment of the very first episode of Creep Show season 1, which was a Stephen King story. No oh, shit. Mm. Um
2: only other thought I had was you guys were talking about red tide, mm. and as soon as I heard red tide, I, it makes me think about the red lakes. Tea. Lakes that what happens to the lakes when you get the red algae growing and you yeah. can't go in it. it happens a lot what, around here. Wouldn't it be here? cool if there was like a horror movie where it's like takes place on a lake and there's like the red tide, the red algae growing, and these half vampire half uh, creatures from the Black Lagoon just start coming out and just pillaging and killing everybody. Pillaging. Right, right, <laughs> pillaging, killing. They were growing. They come out as like little half vampire half. Black Lagoon creatures like <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: write that screenplay dude write that screenplay I, let's go that's for someone that <laughs> has Get an idea <laughs> that actually has, you know, motivation and stuff like that so, cool um, that's all I got <laughs> anything else? I think that's probably it, right? it still gonna watch Muppet Haunted Mansion that's gonna be coming soon next week yeah we gotta watch that I need, I need, I I need to do, we do a free a, trial we, we, of we could Disney do course. a Muppet double feature I mean I would love to do that I would love to do that what would
2: be if you had to pick what would be your go to Muppet movie? I like Ooh, A Muppet
0: Christmas Carol. That one's great, but I also like Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah, it's, I was going to yeah, say, yeah. Mm. it's got to be Treasure Island. Yeah, Muppet Treasure Island's really good. Christmas Carol, all right. Treasure it's Island. It's for Michael Caine. Also, I mean, you can't go wrong. Don't say Muppets in Space. That one stunk. Mm. Not, not my favorite.
2: Um... And Muppets Take Manhattan stunk.
1: What's the one yeah. where he sings the Rainbow
0: Connection? Oh God, that's in uh, the that's... one with Jason Siegel that came out. Like, no, that's like in the in, in all of them. Yeah, but yeah. he also did that in the, the one that came out like Is it the remake. That's, that's the no, it's th- called the Muppets. Yeah,
2: that's the one with Sandra uh, Bernhardt who uh, Big Burn No, what am I thinking of?
1: <laughs> Sandra Big Bernhardt. <laughs> I
2: don't know. It's, Never mind. I'm thinking of like a uh,
0: Sesame Street. No, <laughs> yeah. what am I thinking of? your well,
1: so Big Bird.
2: <laughs> bird it's good. But uh yeah,
0: so don't don't snooze on uh, Muppets Haunted Mansion. We should uh, definitely check that out.
2: Oh, it's uh it's Big Bird takes LA. Big Bird takes LA. Yep, also that one too.
0: All right. Guys, I got no news. Why don't we just jump right into our movie, which is something that we've been waiting to talk about for a while, huh? And that movie is called Antlers. 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 Oh my god, it feels like this movie's been delayed a million times. And, wait, a year uh, and a half uh a long time so this is actually i i had this in fact this was filmed over one month uh october of 2018 wow. through november of tw- like almost two full months october through november of 2018 and we're now in the year of our lord october 2021
2: it's impressive that almost
0: was... three three years ago it was filmed that happens
2: a lot though even <laughs> without covid i
0: know but uh yeah so i know i personally have been uh champion championing this movie since it was announced for a few specific reasons uh, first one was that I read the short story that it was based on, which was really good. It's called The Quiet Boy. Uh, you can read it online for free, which I highly recommend you do. It's about a half-hour read, uh, so it's much shorter than the actual movie itself. Uh, I think the movie does a good job of expanding on the plot a good amount, but kind of keeps the core elements in place. And also, it was written by a guy named Nick Antosca, who I know we've mentioned on this podcast a bunch of times. Um, is the writer, or was the writer and creative mind behind Channel Zero. I love Channel
1: Zero.
0: Um, which was, if you've never heard of it, an anthology series that was on Sci-Fi, of all places, and is one of the most criminally underrated horror shows to come out over the last decade. What's the No Name House. No Name one. House was good. Uh, no End House. No, no End House. House. Uh, they were all really, really good to varying degrees. I actually really liked uh, uh, Candle Cove, the first one. Yeah, that was that good. That was good. They were all good. Um, you didn't see any of them, right? I saw Candle Cove. That one was good. Yeah, yeah. Candle Cove was good. Um, no but unfortunately, it was canceled after four seasons. The fourth season was Dream Door. That one was really oh, good was too. Really, they were all really good. They were good. all really good. Um, so it was canceled way too soon. Um, and I, I would be, you know, I, I would say that I was very happy with the results after such a long wait. And I think this is one of the stronger horror movies that I've probably seen this year. Um, it's not quite a classic. But I really liked it a lot, and whoo boy, is it dark! Oh my goodness, it's definitely not a feel-good experience when you walk out of the theater. And I think we all mentioned <laughs> that we needed a good laugh after leaving, because uh, yeah. it definitely is a, is a heavy movie to watch. Um, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I, I've you know pretty much been thinking about this movie over the last 24 hours, less than 24 hours, since we've seen it walking out of the theater. And I thought the creature design was fantastic. They did a really good job, for the most part, of keeping the creature and any spoilers out of the trailers and the marketing, which is a difficult thing to do considering how many times it was delayed. Um, you would think that, oh my God, like how long are we going to keep this movie out of the theaters? Maybe we should just show some more plot points to be able to get some more peop- get some more asses in the seats here. Um, But it was also absolutely gorgeous to look at. Beautiful scenery, awesome cinematography. There were a couple things that didn't work for me. Um, I'll get into a little bit more on that later on when we get into nitpicks. But uh, also, this movie might contain the biggest jump scare that I've experienced in a movie theater this year. Uh, I think it actually got all three of us. It got all three of us. And it may have
2: been, (laughs) I will, with a caveat, it may have been because. It was perfect sound. it was so loud and it was right behind you, it was like Bang And yeah. I was like, Okay, that's good but was I more scared of the giant if if anything goes bang behind you, you're gonna jump. Mm.
1: Well and the fact but that But also
2: the- you knew it was coming and you were yeah. waiting for it and you were like <laughs> I wasn't expecting it from behind. I wasn't guy, expecting so. it to be that loud from behind. That's yeah. what was cool about yeah, it. it was good. Like I don't know if you'd get that same
0: effect watching it in Yeah, the that no, that that, that scared the absolute shit out of me. So, yeah, yeah. I, I I really really dug this movie and I know I've been waiting for it for a long time, so maybe I'm a little biased, but I I thought it was great. Uh not excuse me, I thought it was very good, just short of great.
1: I feel like I didn't really know what it was about when I watched the trailer. If that makes sense, like I it, oh yeah, it, they were the like, trailer the trailer was, was very vague. Very vague like. and like, like just watching the whole movie, I was like, oh well, this is an interesting story. Like I didn't get this at all from the trailer, mm. but yeah, I'm I'm with Andrew with the uh, that one big scare that you almost I, felt like it was so loud that like you felt the antlers go through you. I got like, so yeah.
2: scared that I didn't even realize if you guys has gotten scared. I didn't want to <laughs> say anything because I was like jumped and I was like. <laughs> Mm. And I was like they didn't move. I didn't think anybody moved because we were probably all moving in unison yeah. like oh my god. And yeah. I was like that, that that scare that you guys? because I, yeah, I, <laughs> I was scared shitless. I was scared.
0: Andrew, what is, so what were your thoughts on this movie? <laughs> I thought this movie was awesome. Yeah. It was super
2: dark, super depressing, right up my alley, weird, had, you know, folklore, myths. Mm. It was just lacking in the uh, cultiness of it, but that's fine. It was it had all that entailed in it. It actually kind of reminded me and this is going to sound weird, Because it kind of reminded me. Have you ever seen that movie? Actually, nothing like this movie. So I'm going to start off with that. Okay. Uh, I think it was called Silent House. Came out in like 2011, 2012. And it's about this girl that moves back into her home. I think she moves back in or she lives there. But she moves back into her family house. And she starts experiencing like creepy vibes like ghosts and stuff like that. But it turns out it's not actually ghosts. She's just having like terrible flashbacks basically to being molested by her uncle and dad and that movie ends and you just like
0: yeah what the fuck uh, mm.
2: so it's like it it reminds me of like this movie had elements of that with like the abuse and all that stuff and it made you feel very uncomfortable but it also yeah. had so what that movie lacked was it didn't have a badass monster right like that it, made a it okay. badass monster. it went from yeah. so that other movie could have been a horror movie instead it was just a uncomfortable movie this could have been an uncomfortable movie, but it was a horror movie because it involved the yep. monster, not just the depressing. Because that movie – I've never sat – like, Seven, that's a dreary movie to watch. Yeah. This movie was just as dreary, I felt like, in that aspect, that it was always dark. It was always – the most depressing town to ever live in. Yeah. Like a, one of those like mine towns that's like has yeah. no money
0: anymore. An opioid yeah. problem. Yeah. Yes. Child
1: abuse. S- like there's so many dark, deep
0: things. You brought up Seven, Andrew. That definitely, I feel like, is when you, when you fit. I, I love Seven. It's one of my favorite movies. So I, I've learned to get past this feeling. But the first time you watch Seven, you walk out of that with less faith in humanity than you had before. Oh, yeah. Um, this movie, I feel like, is a very heavy, dark. Uh, depressing movie because um without spoiling it like the good guys don't really win in the end there's no like, glimmer of hope which is 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 a tough pill to swallow but hey as uh, as they say in 7 when Brad Pitt's interviewing that guy that ran the uh, the the uh the hall where all the prostitutes were in well that's life isn't mm-hmm. it yep which is sad to say so yeah. um the one thing that i thought of with this it's actually a very similar story I know you said you were rewatching Creepshow. I don't know if you rewatched the season season one lately. I didn't rewatch. So that. the one that Adrian Barbeau from the original Creepshow movie was in the very first segment of the very first season is called Gray Matter. It's based on a Stephen King story, where there is a child uh, that walks into a convenience store to buy beer for its dad, and this story is very much about addiction, like this movie is, and basically uh, this kid's dad. They come to find out that he drank a bad can of beer... And he's turned into this gigantic, gelatinous monster that essentially starts to devour the entire town. Now, obviously, that's a little bit sillier than this movie, and this movie takes itself very, very seriously. Yeah. But that was the story that I thought of personally when I thought of it. So, well, this movie is based off of actual
2: folklore. Correct. Correct. So, yeah.
1: Which is a cool story. Which thing always. Like that, well, too. they do that a
2: lot now. Yeah. Which, yeah. Like, which I like. I like to have some semblance in reality, even though is that even reality? Yeah. Who knows? That's what makes
0: it cool. Right. Paranormal. Kat, like cat your thoughts I I love this
1: movie too I thought it was really good um I liked all of I did like that whole reference to like the Native American kind of like explaining even though it was far fetched it seemed far fetched I mean I I liked that element of it Indigenous See that people.
0: was that was my that was one of my nitpicks with I, it that, I liked which which that. I'll, I'll I'll get to and not not for not because I I you know I I just thought it was exposition for the sake of exposition Okay like go ahead you can t- I'll talk about that more later but you go ahead I,
1: I liked I actually liked um, Carrie Russell her character yeah Carrie Russell um, yeah. and I like how she went full circle with kind of the sun and kind of like
0: mm.
1: you know brought her under her wing and kind of
0: mm.
1: I, I liked that whole storyline too and I, I I thought it was a great movie Excellent. That's my overall thought.
0: Good. Well, I'm I'm glad you liked it cuz I I was surprised. I thought this would be a movie that you that like I going like going dark into things. it without having seen it, I I thought that you might not like it cuz I know you don't you're not as big of a fan of creature features also, as I am.
1: It reminded me a little bit of like Hannibal Hannibal with the like this is my design and stuff with like, uh, the yeah. antler things yeah. and kind of like trying to figure things. Well, there's a lot of like antler references like True Detective even, like at the first the very first kill with the, yeah. the girl in the tree with the antlers or whatever and then yeah. there's you know the what I just said with Hannibal and that yeah. whole thing. So I mean yeah, there's a de- lot of
0: different I can see some, some Hannibal the TV show. Hannibal the TV, the TV show, show. yes. Yeah, Sorry, show.
1: not to be confused with the movie. Yes. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yes, there's a lot of references. I i liked it. I yeah. thought it was cool.
0: So obviously we've talked about a lot of different horror movies this year and, and a lot of ones that came out in twenty twenty one. Um, Andrew, what movies, if any, do you think that you've seen this year that are better than this?
2: Oh, that's tough because we've seen a lot. Definitely not Halloween Kills. Um, I'll
0: give I'll give you my answer now, just so you have an idea. Yeah. I, I thought the only movies that I've seen this year that were better than this were uh, *Malignant* and *VHS 94*. *Malignant* is still my favorite. Malignant. And I thought *VHS 94* was slightly malignant better.
2: Malignant definitely. *VHS 94* was good. I also liked. There's so many movies that came out, I can't remember them all. I well, know, I, saw, I liked Candyman. Candyman, Not, Spiral really liked from the it. Book of
0: Saw, Spiral Quiet Place Sword. 2, Man. Conjuring 3. I liked
2: that movie when it first came That's yeah. like now nah, way down the line, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, 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 Like Obviously, it came out in like, what, March?
0: Conjuring? Yeah,
2: when did we see that? May? No, May,
0: maybe? Might have been. It was earlier in the Maybe season. I thought it was. was I, thought, I, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was in the summer. Personally, but I don't, I don't remember. This, this,
2: this would definitely find a top three. I think this year for me. Yeah. This is where yeah. this is where it lies
0: for me. What? 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 I was gonna. So, is there anything?
1: And I'm like, we're not gonna rank every. No, movie
0: no, no. But I'm saying it. It's what? So what? What gives us the list? And I was like, I'm trying. I'm I'm not giving you the list. What movies did you like that you've seen better this year?
1: Um, liked better than Antlers. Yeah.
0: Like where would this rank for you? I, I know liked you the you Swan really like Sp- Spiral, *Spiral*. Sorry,
1: and um, you really like the, the Fear Quiet Street Plays movies. Too, and I liked *Fear Street*, so it probably it's right up there with them. I'd say top five.
0: Okay, all right, so top five. All right, yeah. See, I, I I also agree with Andrew. I think top three. I like *Malignant* still. I think *Far and Away* is my favorite of the year. I just don't know if
2: VHS gets into the top three. I think it.
0: See, I love, Should, I love the VHS I don't franchise. Know. So to, maybe I'm biased. Maybe it's recency I love... No, no.
2: That's not... That has no implication on that movie. I love that movie. I'm just... I have to, I would have to really take a hard look at it at the end of the year. We still have to see... We still got another one coming out next week we got to look at. So. Yeah,
0: I know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then we got Ghost... Like, we got a nice... Yeah. Well, to be to, to be completely honest, we were a toss-up between doing this this week or Last Night in Soho, which we'll probably cover next week, I yeah. Would think. Yeah. Um, and it was literally, we just got to the movie theater, and each showing was five minutes apart, so it was literally a matter of when we got to the theater, we just picked one, and thankfully we got in there in time for Antlers. We still would have made it into Last Night in Soho because yeah. we do 20 minutes' worth of trailers, but I I definitely wanted to see Antlers. I was pumped. I want to see Last Night in Soho, too, but I was more excited for this movie, personally. It's been a longer wait. That's true. Yeah. That's also true. Talking
1: about it for a year and a half now. All
0: right, so new newer movie, guys. I have some facts. You want to hear them? Yeah. Sure. All right. Um, As we just mentioned, so this movie is not available to stream anywhere which is um, a little different than some of the the newer horror movies that we've covered this year, you can't stream it anywhere. You got to see it exclusively in theaters. Well,
1: now they're even saying in trailers that they're only showing it in. Theaters. I know.
0: That's I a like new that. Thing. I that's a, like a new thing. thing. Exclusively then, in so, theaters.
2: Last night there was one other person there. Granted, we were at a very early showing, and it there was we a Tuesday night. But that's still sad. There needs to be more people. People, right. we need to start going back to the movie theaters. Go Come back on, to go the to the movie the theaters. theaters. Otherwise, there will be no
0: movie well, theaters. Well, I, I know a lot of people went out to go see Dune over the past weekend, which I uh, I want to see that. I want to see it. It's on HBO Max, though. I'll watch it eventually. But I care more about Last Night in Soho than Antlers than well, and Antlers yeah. than I do Dune personally.
1: I don't know what that is. Dune? It's a new
0: sci-fi epic sci-fi movie. So actually, remember that movie Prisoners? Yes. That we talked about. Yeah. So the guy that directed Prisoners directed this movie Dune. Okay. But remember that,
2: remember, remember that movie Dune? It's it's the, it's a remake of that movie. Yeah, it's a remake of Prisoners. The Dennis no, it's a remake of David Lynch
0: movie that had David Bowie in it. A bunch of people. It's like from the eighties. it's from the eighties. You probably you've never seen it. It's very long. I feel Um, like
2: okay.
0: uh, So this movie was directed. Skip it. It's okay. That's all right. This movie was directed by a guy named Scott Cooper, which was you know he's not necessarily known as a horror director. Not not that he's not necessarily known. He's not known as a horror director because he's never directed a horror movie before. Um, his three big movies that he's directed before this, was co- uh, first one was called Crazy Heart. Uh, that got nominated for a bunch of Academy Awards, specifically Jeff Bridges got no- nominated for uh, an Academy Award for Best Actor for playing a country singer. Colin Farrell was in it, a bunch of other people. Like him. Um, he also, for all you Massachusetts people, directed the Black Mass movie, which is the, the Johnny Depp playing Whitey Bulger movie. He directed that. And uh, he also directed a movie called Out of the Furnace which has Christian Bale and Casey Affleck and Woody Harrelson. Very, very underrated movie. Um, So yeah, not a horror director. And this movie was executive produced by Guillermo del Toro and written by the aforementioned Nick Antosca. So those two are horror guys, for sure. But it's funny because... So del Toro, I read this today, sought out Scott Cooper personally to direct this movie, which was an interesting choice because he's not a horror director. Um, But this is exactly what he said in an interview, Scott Cooper said about that process. He said, quote, "Uh, Del Toro approached me and said, quote, your last three films have been horror films and nobody knows it. Would you consider directing a horror film? This is what Cooper told the Hollywood Reporter. And uh, Cooper then said, I wouldn't have made the film without Guillermo as producer because he is our foremost creature creator and his folks at Legacy Effects who worked with Stan Winston Studios. Stan Winston, obviously one of the biggest names in Creature Effects. Uh, were involved from the inception through the design stage. So basically, the idea was pitched to him. The story was presented to him. He saw a, a good team to work with, with Del Toro and Antosca. And he was like, you know what? I've never done a horror movie. Let's do it. Which I feel like that's a really cool mindset for a director to have. And I feel like it's more acceptable these days. But there were a lot of directors over the years that felt that horror was like beneath them. This is a very acclaimed director directing a creature feature horror movie. Granted, this is about things. Like, when we get into our half-assed, quick analysis, this movie is very clearly about some stuff. But, cool to see an acclaimed director directing such a straightforward horror movie. Balls-to-the-wall horror movie. Um, so this movie, as I mentioned, was filmed from the 1st of October in 2018 and was finished on November 30th of 2018. It was not released until October of 2021. Wait, that's two months. Fucking you said COVID. COVID. one month. I, I corrected myself earlier. I said two months.
1: Yeah, I was going to be like, that was really f- impressive for you filming a month.
0: When the hosts aren't paying attention. Yeah, two months. Two months. Two months. From October to no- the end of November of 2018. Came out in uh, October 2021, which stinks. And, uh, you know, if you haven't seen it yet, Spoiler alert from this point forward. This uh, film features a Wendigo, which if you haven't heard of that before, that is a cannibalistic creature of Native American, specifically Algonquin, folklore. Um, I know I loved the creature design from this movie. What did you guys think of the the Wendigo when you finally see it? Because I feel like they do a good thing of pulling like the jaws and hiding it almost until the very end. Yeah. What did you guys think?
1: I, I liked seeing... Um... The face still on the Wendigo. That was the
0: coolest part. Because of...
1: you, it was just his, like, fleshy face, yeah. like, just hanging on him. And you were just like, oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Um, wow. And then, you, like, I couldn't stop looking at... I didn't even look at the rest of them until
2: mm.
1: I couldn't get beyond the skin mask. <laughs> like, yeah. But very creepy creature. Um, lots of horns. Lots of weird... I mean, it was, like, a hollowed out, like beast kind of thing. Like a deer? It is, yeah.
0: It reminded me a lot of, and I, I I, feel like the 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 people who did the ritual on Netflix would tell you that that creature was based somewhat on Wendigos as well, but it reminded me of the creature from The Ritual on Netflix, yeah, which is a great movie. Very true. Well. That
2: movie's awesome. Yeah.
0: Andrew, what did you think?
2: I thought the creature design was great. I even liked, um, I mean, obviously the skin face thing. The cool. skin It's face. like Leatherface as, as a deer. Basically, like, I'm gonna wake up <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. Like that's fucked up. And then, I also really enjoyed like the transformation of the character who's basically like infected or whatever of this thing like he almost reminded me of like a golem of a Smeagol like he's like (laughs) and it was I like the like how you could see like the glowing and they were like burning from the inside out Hmm. for this and this thing like took over that was really cool how
1: long do you think it takes for them to do like to transform it's the the the... faster
2: they eat right the more they eat I think that was the vibe that I got the more you feed it The faster it turns, right? I
0: think, and that was left intentionally vague. I feel like because they didn't really get a lot into the backstory, which I mentioned this before. But my nitpick was they were so intentionally vague about the mythology of this creature for most of the movie, and then they have the one Native American character that's in the entire movie. Essentially, describe what's going on to the two white characters that are are the heroes. Like, I think he might have been the only Native American character in the entire movie. Yeah. Which I thought that was kind of like, okay, like, I get you want to move the plot along and explain to people what's going on, but I feel like they could have, they could have went without that. And they also probably could have had more Native American characters in the movie, considering it's a Native American folklore creature. I thought they could have done a little bit more than that. That was the biggest nitpick I had with the whole thing. Um, I don't know. that. I just thought they could have done a little bit better of a job there. Going
1: but, back to the time frame, though, it did say in the beginning three months later after. And, like, they didn't show the. That was
2: three weeks later. It, I was, it was three weeks. Months. Three hours three later. Weeks yeah. later. I think it was three weeks. It was three
0: weeks. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Are you sure? 100%. Positively. Yeah. All right. Three well, weeks. Like, so, one month. Three weeks.
1: It took them to turn into the thing.
0: Uh, do you guys know. The other very prominent horror story that has been adapted now into two movies that features uh, a Wendigo. Uh, I
2: thought it was called Wendigo. <laughs> uh,
0: not so. Basically, it's a very famous story by a very famous horror author who hailed oh, from New England. Oh, an author.
2: English.
1: Can you give me like a hint?
0: Lovecraft. No. I'll give you a hint. Hello. He's from Maine. And, oh, Stephen uh, King. Stephen. All right, so those be all the facts that I have, you guys. I want to talk a little bit of analysis of this movie because, like we talked about, it's definitely a, about a few things. And uh, I think we kind of talked about a couple of these already, but I think it's absolutely no secret that this movie is about, I think, three specific things. Much like we talked about with uh, American Horror Story Red Tide, this movie is absolutely, I think, first and foremost, about the American opioid epidemic, right? I don't think there's any secrets there. Yeah, very obvious Absolutely. On, like very very heavy heavy handed metaphors for that um, also not so subtle uh, you know not even allusions to but uh, very heavy handed uh, on the child abuse metaphor, metaphor which all of these things I think make this into the very dark heavy viewing experience that we talked about um but I also thought that, and this is, you know, I kind of, I read a little bit more about this movie and, and interviews with Scott Cooper, the director, today, and I, I, I think this movie is also definitely about the mistreatment of America, and more specifically, Native Americans, right? Um, just because the overall destruction of this beautiful Pacific Northwest town by addicts and drug trafficking, I think is a metaphor for European colonization of America, back when, uh, you know, settlers first came here and kind of took over everything, right? Uh, Here's a direct quote from Scott Cooper, the director. Uh, Our European forebears first came to these shores and colonized Native Americans, then raped and pillaged their way across the nation, taking Native Americans' land and resources. And in their mythology, the Wendigo came out of that. So it seemed to me that I could tell the stories that are ailing America and the horrors that America is living with now. Uh, Depths of despair unprecedented addiction, drug overdoses, suicides, alcohol-related deaths, and then filter it all through Native American ex- the Native American experience and through the Wendigo. So I think it's definitely intended to be uh, seen that way, obviously, right from the mouth of the director. Well,
2: what was like the first scene in the movie? It was like a quote. I couldn't remember exactly what it was. But it was basically explaining the Wendigo. I tried to Wendigo, find that, and I couldn't find it. And it, it was explaining the Wendigo, and it was basically saying that it preys upon like the frail the depraved and the depressed yeah. or, so, or, yeah. the, or something like that's what it preys on. And that's what this town was. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean,
0: it was shot so beautifully, but didn't it look so bleak and it looked, empty? Yeah. And, oh, oh my God, it was just, like, depressing to look at. You can see, like, the bones of this once great town that probably was, you know, very uh, – populated and thriving during mining times and then all that dried up and then everyone just started doing drugs and dude i thought it was wild that
2: they're like in school and then they go outside and they get their backpacks out from outside like they don't even have lockers yeah that was kind of weird their backpacks outside yeah it was that was like where
0: are you going to school this place sucks yeah like (laughs) yeah for sure Here's one more quote from Scott Cooper, the director. He said, I quote, uh, quote, I think the scariest movies hold up a dark mirror to America's fear and anxieties. And certainly Antlers does that, I think. And I think that kind of runs parallel and, you know, with most horror filmmakers these days. You can say that about like Jordan Peele, you know, any of the new directors that are out there directing horror movies that are about, horror has always been about social issues and I feel like that has become even more prevalent over the last few years, probably even more so than in years past. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think it's definitely when you're watching this movie, just things to think about and things that you can pick up on watching this. Any thoughts, you guys? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. One hundred percent. Okay. I agree with that. All right. Fair enough. That means it's time for categories, Woo-hoo. and I will start with the cat. Egori, cat. This movie scary? Yeah or nay? uh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
1: absolutely scary i yeah i mean the creature is scary the whole premise of it is scary the whole i mean the real life scares of like child abuse depression like the whole yeah um opioid epidemic like i mean there's so many things that are scary about this movie yeah
0: yeah absolutely i think so too and as i mentioned i think this has the best jump scare of the year at least the one that got me the most but Overall I did actually find this movie to be scary and it, it, cuz I think for me from like the opening shot it just created a sense of dread yeah. that stayed with you for the entire movie you know from the outset that never went away and it's an incredibly uncomfortable movie to watch at certain points especially when you see like some of the examples of the child abuse and when it's flashing back to the main character uh, Carrie Russell's character I forget her name Um, Some of her vivid recollections of abuse at the hands of her father, like that was some disturbing stuff. absolutely. But that type of stuff makes for an effective horror film. And I I think this will never be mentioned alongside, you know, the quote-unquote best horror films ever made. But this is the type of horror that sticks with me personally. And I, I mentioned already that I've kind of been thinking about it, like, for the last day. And I think, you know, those are the reasons why. Because it's about some stuff that those that are real issues in this country. So,
2: Anthony, what about you? Oh, 100%. This is one of those, this is the type of horror movie that I'm more apt to recommend to someone to watch. And then they watch it and they're like... What the fuck's wrong with you? Why right. did you have yeah. me watch this movie? Right? And I'm like, don't you feel terrible after watching them? And they're like, yeah, but thanks. And I'm like, that's to. the idea. Yeah. <laughs> that's what a good to me. That's what it, it's supposed to be: dread and horror. And like to me, like it's it's definitely a horror movie because like at least from the point of view from the children that live in this town. Oh my god! Like yeah. that, that one kid that like the bully. Yeah, he's a bully and he's an asshole and he's probably but he's probably abused by his parents and he gets absolutely devoured by I the know. Wendigo and I'm oh, like, yeah. oh my god. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like this movie I was definitely.
1: That
2: horror that jump scare too was premiere. Yeah oh, that was
0: that was uh <laughs> that was awesome. That was really, really good. Um did anyone have a favorite scene that they wanted to uh, talk about? Ooh. I mean favorite I'll I'll scene, say there's a lot. Probably mine, I would say it's definitely not a movie, like I said, that, like, there's a lot of scenes like, yeah, like, let's go. Yeah. But, like, I think probably the full reveal of the Wendigo in the mine at the end of the movie, that was really cool uh-huh. to see. That was pretty awesome. Um, oh. It's very yeah. violent. Uh, there's a lot lot of cool stuff, but I thought that was probably my, my quote-unquote that, favorite I mean, that was a scene, awesome if I had to pick scene. one. That was like, really cool.
2: great reveal yeah. of, kind of reminded me of, like, It, kind of, but not even, like, on the same level, like, when they're, like, deep inside, underneath, like, when he, like, Yeah, when you
1: finally door. see the, True. Form Obviously this is a lot right scarier yeah. right. than
2: that. Right. Because this is absolutely horrifying. The situation that's in it's just it's all the situation that's going on that makes this more horrifying. Like whereas in it it's kind of a silly situation. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Silly, but it's not like this. No. Um favorite scene though, definitely would have to be when that stupid principal mm. the mom from Field of Dreams. She's been that's in a bunch right. of other stuff too. Yeah,
0: um, I forgot that was her. Oh my god. She's
2: basically been you know, she's part of the problem. She's ignored abuse that's been going on at school and she makes excuses for these people and doesn't check in and yeah. do what she's supposed to do. And yeah. she finally does and she goes to the house and when she goes up in the attic and just absolutely yeah, gets, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. That's like, Bam- that's boogles. a great scene. I'm like, oh my God, don't go up there. She's like, it stinks in here. Well, Why don't you call the police? Yeah, I right, know, I know. Right. Maybe, maybe get out of there, You know what? You're you know you going
1: in there by yourself. So
2: speaking of nitpicks, here's a nitpick. Granted, I wouldn't want anything to do with this horrifying situation, but the cops show up at night and they're like, maybe we should just come back in the morning when Mm. clearly something... It smells smells like death out here.
0: And then you just leave. So you you bring up a great point because I feel like one of the more disturbing parts about this movie was how uh, apathetic Mm -hmm. the school principal, the police force seemed to be to a lot of this. I forget the character's name, but Jesse Plemons, who was in Breaking Bad, been in a bunch of other stuff, So his character, I I didn't like his character because I feel like he was very passive, but it just kind of goes to show you, like, his excuse the whole time was like, well, I've tried to do this and the system is holding me back from doing this. Like, I can't get ahead. And that's very real, right? I mean... To
2: these people, it's just a paycheck. Like, why mm. would you want to risk your life or do something that puts yeah. you out of your comfort zone? Like to me, they need to like reestablish like who gets put in these positions. Not anybody should just be put in this type of position. Right. You should have some sort of like maybe a background in social work, like you actually generally care about yeah. other people's lives and well being yeah. yeah. and not just view it as well. I need to get paid, and it's and certainly yeah. you should get paid, and you do have a family you need to worry about. Yeah. That's why. S- particular certain people should be in these positions yeah. not just whoever's but i mean in this town's case there really was no one else yeah
0: and i think there were probably two likable characters in this movie one of them was the kid lucas um uh, and the other one was carrie russell's character because she obviously was you know projecting her own past trauma on this kid understanding that there were probably some things going on and she was essentially saying this kid is screaming out for help And nobody's willing to help him but me. And you're telling me that I can't help him. Like, what, what. In what world is that okay? What do you want? What do you want? We can't take him in. They're just like, oh, there's so many other families that are just like them.
1: His mom's dead.
0: His dad just turned into
1: a Wendigo. Yeah, 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 And you're
2: like, and his brother is basically turning into a Wendigo too. And you're just like,
0: what are we supposed to do? That was also very, very depressing. Very depressing.
1: So, can I talk about my favorite scene? Yeah, go ahead. Was when you finally saw, like, you didn't really know what happened to.
2: Oh, yeah. The the dad and the little little brother. Because, like,
1: all of a sudden it was just the kid that was at school. And you were kind of like, well, okay, who's this kid? Like, you didn't know who he was from the beginning. And then all of a sudden he opens the door and you see it, You see the brother and the, the dad and you're like, oh my god, yeah. they're still alive? Like you just, I automatically assume they were dead. So yeah,
0: like, I, I picked up on that because they, like the dad very clearly said to the little kid that was in the truck, we're going to go, I'm going to run back inside and we're going to go pick up your brother, Lucas. Right.
2: And then they went to school. To so I, I
0: picked up on that, but I was like, oh shit. I thought it was just two random people that were getting killed by the Wendigo to, to start out the movie. But yeah, no, that was his family. So that was, yeah, the, the, it was cool to see. And they didn't, like, spend an excessive amount of time flashing back. They essentially just, like, you know, here, here's what happened. And it looks like at, at least the dad was, like, recognizing I'm fucked up. That's what I was going to say. Lock me in here. Don't let me out no matter what. Like, as much as that dad was a piece
2: of shit, the two, like, scenes in the movie... It shows that he is, in generally, probably not a terrible person. Like he just has this in addiction problem. He's right. just been in a terrible circumstance because when when he basically risks his own life, or not risks his own life, but gives up his own life for his kids to keep him out, he's like, "Stay out." That puts him in a nice light. Like right. you look at me, go, "Okay, so he's not this monster that's living up in the attic." Right. He's actually generally cares for his children. Right. As much as he may not actually care for his children. Do we know
1: what he was doing in the moment? He was, they, were, he, making, they were, were making they were making meth. There's a
2: meth lab.
1: Yeah, I was like yeah. is they that were pulling what a, they were uh, doing Jesse
0: Pinkman and Walter White. Yeah, that's cooking what I meth. Figured interesting that's that what uh, Jesse Plemons was in this. I know. Yeah, that was interesting for sure.
1: Cuz they had all those things hanging down and they said that they were what?
0: Oh, those were herb uh, uh, bags or uh, medicine bags. Medicine bags to ward
2: off the evil went that's why the guy the old sheriff the native oh. american was like don't go past those like mm-hmm. those were there to ward off and then you noticed that there was one on the door that led up to the attic yeah. and was also right
0: Yeah, absolutely up.
2: so that was why
0: okay yeah. yeah for sure um i thought there was maybe one it, this again this isn't a move that's quote worthy but here's one that i had and and if you guys have anything else step in after but uh, i thought lucas's story that he reads in front oh. of the class Which goes a little something like this. Once there were three bears that lived in a dark and wet cave above a small town. Every day, Little Bear went to school, and at night he would come home and eat dinner. But one day, the Little Bear came home, and Big Bear and Baby Bear were different. Big Bear got sick, and his insides turned black. Big Bear has become more angrier and meaner, because they had no food, no meat. But they had each other. Which is a very... Hearing that kid read that, and that I... That was a very I, weird. Yeah. yeah. Hearing him like, read yeah, it really just I was like, pictures that just he pictures. drew, too. Not even words. Right. He didn't even
2: write it down. That's, yeah, that was... Mm. That was dark. Upsetting. Very dark. Yeah.
0: It's a very upsetting movie, like I said, And it sure. sounds
2: like there's some sort of abuse going on in this house, when in reality, mm. no, Big Bear is turning into a monster. Which right. like, yeah, okay, red flag. This kid definitely
0: needs some fucking help. Like, we should yeah. help this kid. Rega- this is way worse than abuse. <laughs> this uh, yeah. kid's going to be eaten mm. by these... <laughs> Yeah. Um, I don't really know if this is the type of movie where you have any one particular char- character that's a favorite. Um, I do have a least favorite. I don't know about you guys. Who's
1: your least favorite? Uh,
0: mine's the ginger bully, 100%. That kid fucking Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Total asshole. asshole. I hate bullies in general, so that was mine. Um, I think my favorite character was probably Lucas the Kid. I He was great. They picked a great child. He was fantastic. So one thing I, I don't know...
2: Maybe he's just because he's a little kid and he looks that skinny, but I hope they didn't like make this kid lose weight for this role I know, he because he crazy. looked I really uncomfortable. So, he looked like Christian Bale from The Machinist. The machi- yeah,
0: if you look him up on IMDB, he looks way more normal. So yeah. I I don't I think it's probably not, just um, makeup and prosthetics yeah, I hope, maybe I hope like they won't like, like lose this weight because he that I mean they did a good job with it if that's yeah
2: the, if they, if that is the case kid's but. got a
0: bright future ahead of him acting if that was all acting because he oh my god he had the saddest look on his face the entire movie he looked scared the entire yeah. movie he just looked like
1: except for that one scene world when he,
0: weary and beaten down
1: when he put that thing in the bully's like yes backpack and then he just stands yeah. in the doorway dog shit yeah
0: yeah um. Yeah. Any other favorites or least favorite I characters? I liked
1: Carrie Russell's character a lot. I thought that she evolved and like really like I I liked her whole like she's kind of the one grounded person that's like does anyone see what else is going yeah, on like, here we might take like crazy
0: pills here like what's going on I I liked
1: her a lot I, I thought her she was really was good. good
0: she's she's been around for a while too she's been in a bunch of she's shit it's like so she much shit really have like. I mean, what what's the most famous thing Carrie Russell has been in? She, she was in um the Americans, that TV show that yeah. was on for a long time on FX. That she was, was in a in... lot of stuff in the '90s too, right? Yeah, she was. I hated
1: her brother's character. I thought he's Jesse
0: Plemons. He did yeah, nothing. he um. I feel like that was kind of how the character was written, though. because right. He's a good actor. Um, I feel like he was just kind of written to be like this milk toast, passive. I love milk toast. Milk toast. Milk uh, toast. like you know this guy like oh like what am I supposed to do? I'm yeah. Doing all I can. Like oh. I don't know what yeah. else
2: to do. Speaking of nitpicks. Not really a nitpick, but my least favorite scene. I thought mm-hmm. the scene was so stupid mm. and the worst dialogue I've ever seen. It's when she follows him, and then she buys him ice cream, and she's like, "Ice cream's my favorite vegetable." And the guy's yeah. like, "What are you <laughs> fucking stupid? It's not a vegetable." <laughs> well, I, I, she's like, trying to get the like, kid no, I know, to open but like, there's other ways bit, to open like, up instead yeah. of saying dumb. The kid literally yeah. was looking at her like, "You're an idiot." Right. Yeah. My favorite fruit cheeseburgers. I was like, "Shut up! This is such a stupid scene." That <laughs> well,
0: me I I I feel like that character. She was definitely playing it like she was doing everything she could, like with every fiber she had, to, to like to hold herself, them, yeah. hold herself together. And in, in addition to trying to break through to him, so maybe that was like all she knew how to do. Yeah. Because um, they didn't really elaborate a ton on her past. In addition to that she was abused, like her brother was. Right. Like, you know, you didn't know if she was married. It seemed like she certainly never had kids before, so she was trying to, like... She was just
1: looking at pictures. Be a surrogate really mother to went, this kid, yeah.
0: right? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, any beefs with anybody in the cast?
2: Uh, no, I thought it was well I thought it was well cast. So
0: Fun little note, we talked about this in The Way Out last night. Um, so Jesse Plemons' uh, partner... The, uh, the second cop that's in it for a good amount of time is a, uh, played by a, game, a guy named Rory Cochran who played the uh, long-haired stoner dude in Days and Confused. Nice. He's been in a bunch of stuff, but uh, that's what I always will remember him from. So I always think that's funny every time I see him. I'm like, what's up, dude? What's up, dude? Great movie, Days and Confused. I was, I I was actually that.
1: just thinking, this is a side note, like random thought, about the scene where um, – when you were, I know I already I should have mentioned this in like scenes beforehand. But um where you find out that the dad actually was, like, coherent enough to tell him to, like, lock the doors and to, let him, like, not let him out. Yeah, you out. mentioned
0: that with, like, the flashback. Yeah. No, I mentioned no. that. But when the oh, no, hosts I aren't
2: listening. Oh, my God. Wow. I talked about that scene with the medicine bag on the door.
1: Well, you said the medicine bag on the door. but like, I also
2: said that that's where it shows you that that guy actually isn't that bad. of a, Like, at least he's cared. Yeah. And Mike said he was cognizant. You did mention that. Yes, yeah, so. we talked. Never sorry, mind. I'm I miss- sorry.
0: Okay. Spoke. Pardon I wasn't me. Sorry. It happens. It happens. Um... We talked about the scene with the school principal entering the house. I thought that was probably my favorite kill. Um, What I thought was interesting.
1: She deserved it. They don't really
0: show a lot of the kills up close and personal, but they do show the extremely grisly aftermath of these kills. Yes. Um, Did you guys have a favorite kill, Andrew? Um,
2: That's probably the one. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so. Or the, I mean, the biggest scare wasn't the best kill though. Was when he killed the guy from behind. Mm. Yeah, he was I, From behind, but yeah. th- other than that, that was definitely the best kill.
1: I think it's that's the best kill for me too. The guy from behind with the yeah, oh,
0: the guy, scare. Was, yeah, yeah, that one was good. okay. Fair enough. Guys, the shit out of me. Before I even ask this question out loud, I'm going to say, oh, my God, yes, it would. And that is, would it make a good haunted attraction? I would walk through this haunted house like you fucking read about a million times if they were to turn it into a haunted house. Hey, Universal Studios, Halloween Horror Nights, get on this. Acquire the rights to this movie and make a Wendigo haunted house based on antlers. Dude, someone just right take just someone just
2: take an abandoned town like that, that there's nothing going on, and just turn
0: the whole thing into a haunted attraction. I know. I feel like that would be tough to do, but I'm on board with you. That would be like almost a theme park. Ah, mm. uh, yeah. So, um, interesting thing. A couple years back, Universal in Orlando at Halloween Horror Nights did an original haunted house. So not anything based on a movie, something they created. That was based on Roanoke.
2: Oh, Ooh, I like The, the colony yeah. that
0: disappeared. And the story behind it was that um, basically they ran out of food and the Wendigo turned all of these colonists into cannibals. So it had cannibalistic elements in addition to, That's like you were walking through and seeing Wendigos as well. So that was a, really, that cool a really cool Just make that into a movie. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think Andrew this would be... on your screen for this. this would be a fucking... <laughs> Hella good fucking haunted house. I would Hella good. Love oh, wow. to Easy, it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um guys, I uh, I think it definitely sets you up for one. I don't think we need one, but uh, do you think this movie deserves a sequel? Deser- I don't think we'll get one. Deserves?
2: Yes. Potential for it there? Yes. Mm. Do I want a sequel? I don't really want a sequel. I don't, think, so really I don't think I want a sequel. I don't like sequels. Yeah. This movie ended perfectly. It ended very depressingly, like the rest mm. of the movie. So what, are you just going to get me more depressed in the next yeah. one? Like,
1: well, it ends with here. the kid dying. And, I mean, she's going the to kill brother. the little brother. Yeah, I mean, at, at that point, you're not making but it does, well, not It's
2: even, even more depressing even after it. that because the kid, when he go, he's off in the ocean, basically. And he's
1: eating whatever. And he's eating yeah.
2: something. And they're like, well, he's going to be, you know what a tiger's going to turn into eventually. Mm-hmm. So is he sick? Or no. are they talking about his mental but she yeah. had the same mental abuse that went on. Not the same, obviously, and she turned out all right. So, but he also has blood on his face when he.
0: Yeah, it. yeah. So perfect time to talk about the ending. So, like, okay, so at the very, very end, yes, obviously. So, so Carrie Russell's character.
1: So I have a question. I was under the impression that if you were like touched by the Wendigo and or stabbed or like like how her brother. Yeah. Was, like, I mean, then you kind of get, like, the Wendigo kind of fever thing going on because you've been, like... Yeah. But I don't think that he, I mean, he was never hurt or harmed or, like, cut or whatever. That was, like, I mean, I guess that I we don't saw know... saw
0: on screen. That we saw.
1: I mean, right. But I...
0: He also, he also was
1: fending by himself to eat for how long? So Three maybe... Weeks. He's not going to the grocery store, and if he's right. like, yeah, what killing, is he eating? Well, that's what I'm and saying. At the
2: end of the movie, he has blood in his face, like he was eating something
0: out of the ocean. Because
1: he's probably you know? right. eating what he's feeding or, or, his dad and his brother. So basically,
0: so what infected. happened? What happened to the dad and the younger brother was when they were turning into the Wendigos, they were like secreting veins. this black stuff out well, of their eyes, yeah. their mouth. Right, you could see their black veins. So running I didn't out their think arms. it was right. blood. I thought Lucas, the kid, when he comes away from the water at the end, he. Like, they wipe, like, some black substance off his mouth. Oh, I thought it was blood. So, obviously, I think that's meant to be a little bit ambiguous, but then, obviously, the very end where they get you is that Jesse Plemons' character, Carrie yes. Russell's brother, starts coughing uncontrollably, and he starts getting that black stuff coming out of his eyes and his mouth, so, obviously, he so was... He was stabbed by the Wendigo, right. so he's yeah, going to so turn into one. He's going to turn
2: into one. But it will only be as fast as you feed them. Mm. Like, they
0: need basically mm. meat or whatever meat or yeah whatever yeah. well it's also too like you know hey they say that with children of addicts or alcoholics right like it it's something that you probably well, have Well that's why I thought it was kind of cool that they
2: right? had like the o- the oversized black veins like mm. that's like you're inject like yeah. it's kind of like I don't know, something to that point. But maybe
1: Carrie Russell feels like she can cure him
0: of that. Of course she does, because Carrie
2: Russell's one of those people that thinks that she can fix everything. Just like
0: Lucas thought that he could cure his little brother. Right.
2: And she said said to him at the end, end.
0: you know that he's never going to get any better better. before she kills his little brother, like with him with his back turned, which, oh, man, that was heavy, heavy, heavy shit. So, yeah, great movie. Uh, Very heavy. I would recommend watching it and, uh, you know, cue up an episode of South Parker. It's always sunny in Philadelphia for yourself afterwards to make yourself uh, have a good laugh if those are shows you're into or whatever makes you laugh. Parks and Rec, Seinfeld, blah, blah, blah. Andrew would be Seinfeld. Probably. Guys, any final thoughts on antlers before we put a bow on this bitch and uh, send it off into the ether?
1: I, uh, uh. I, I, I would say watch it. Go see it in the movie theater if you have the opportunity to because it's, I think it's way better...
2: Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. Much better viewing in the movie theater. Yeah, with this yeah, movie. I agree.
1: Get your popcorn. Get your big Mountain Dew.
2: We had get your had popcorn, get your freezy or your icy yeah, or whatever you call it. Yeah. Milk duds. Always, <laughs> yep. I always get an icy at the movies. That's the only way. I know. I go to the movies. <laughs> yeah. And it annoys me because they never have the pretzels. I want the pretzel bites with the cheese sauce. Can you get those back, please? I know. There's
1: not a lot of people going to the movies. I are not stocking I up I on everything. I'm just gonna bring <laughs> so in my own,
2: true. and they're gonna be like, "You got a problem?
1: You got a problem? You don't have these. Listen, I, don't don't have these. Yeah. I
2: don't have these. I don't, don't have, yeah, I don't don't have want, to come. I want them. You, I know you have eight people here, so I could. So t- I should just bring my trainers I, right I bet you right now. I you right now you could
0: literally walk in with
2: a bag of. McDonald's. They would not oh, they give and a they share. would be like, "Thank God, yeah, thanks, here. Someone's, someone's here." here. here yeah. yeah,
0: it gives me something to do for sure. But uh, yeah, I, I would highly recommend checking out Antlers. Andrew, any final thoughts? Like Kat said, see it in theaters. Okay. Don't wait till it comes out onto the small screen. Yeah. Nice parting thought, for sure, by all accounts. To everybody. All right, folks. Well, it's been another episode of America's Hometown Horror. Thanks again for listening. My name is Mike. I've been joined by my co-hosts, Catherine and Andrew, my esteemed co-hosts. And if you're interested in more about what we have to say about all horror-related things, you can find us on various social media platforms. The first one, our biggest one, is our website. That's ahpod.com, A-H-H-P-O-D.com. You can also find us on YouTube and Facebook. Just go on there and search for America's Hometown Horror. We'll be the first thing that pops up. You'll see our nice little cool logo designed by the lovely and talented Catherine. You You can also tweet at us at at Hometown Horror. You can also find us on Instagram at Hometown Horror Pod, which is where we are the most active. And you can shoot us some feedback at hometownhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find our show wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening right now. But we're everywhere. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and so on and so forth. Again, my name is Mike, and thanks again to my esteemed co-hosts, Catherine and Andrew. Guys, say goodbye to your listeners. Adios, Adios muchachos. You can't say this is my thing. Good, Good sorry, Bye. Bye. Later. Later, ah. later, later. Hey everyone, it's Mike from America's Hometown Horror. and just wanted to say thank you again for listening to another episode of our show, because of course, we would be nothing without you listeners. If you are interested in more local Plymouth podcasts, I would highly recommend you check out uh, some shows by our cohorts on the Inebriart Podcast Network. That's right, the Inebriart Podcast Network, folks. In addition to America's Hometown Horror, you can find the Inebriart Podcast, Bar Talk, Theme Park Legends, Retro Redoctopus and Old Colony cast, head on over and give them a listen.